I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. Almost exactly 99 years ago, my grandfather set out for France with the British Expeditionary Force. What became known as the Great War was beginning. He joined the Scottish Horse Yeomanry the previous year, which, as anyone who has seen Warhorse will know, was a bring-your-own affair. Not just his own mount, but a pair of heavy horses from the farm, whose placid plodding in front of a Scottish plough was swapped for the hauling of artillery carriages through the Flanders mud. They drowned later, when a boat carrying hundreds of horses to the Dardanelles sank. But that's another story. My grandfather lived through Mons, Gallipoli, the Western Desert and much more. But some nine million combatants died miserable deaths in the horrors of those four years. How do you commemorate that? At the time, poets pushed the limits of their emotive and descriptive powers and gave us some of the most moving and memorable lines of that or any other century. Painters and artists were sometimes overfaced by the task until later. Stanley Spencer's stunning mural series in Sander Memorial Chapel, for instance, wasn't completed until the 1930s. Yaroslav Hasek's biting war satire, The Good Soldier Shrike, was left unfinished in 1923 on the author's death, and German veteran Eric Maria Remarque's masterpiece, All Quiet on the Western Front, did not appear until 1929, a dozen years after its author had escaped the trenches. Photographers, composers, filmmakers and others all threw themselves at the subject with varying success. But some so-called serious art seemed blindsided, dumbstruck by the sheer scale of events, and often it's the popular art of those days that is the most affecting especially the jaunty devil-may-care music hall songs immortalised in Oh, What a Lovely War. Here's a clip from a 1918 version of Goodbye, performed by Cortland and Jeffries. Brother Bertie went away To do his bit the other day With the smile on his lips and his left ten and fifth upon his shoulder, right and gay. As the train moved out, he said, Remember me to all the birds. Then he wagged his paw and went away to war, shouting out these pathetic words. Goodbye, goodbye. Oh, I'm a dear baby, dear from your eye. Though it's hard to pass, I know, I know. Oh, what a lovely war. That brilliant, savage picture of the lions led by donkeys, as the German high command was supposed to have described the British troops and their officers, began life in 1961 as a radio play called The Long, Long Trail and was remade for the stage by Jerry Raffles and Joan Littlewood's pioneering theatre workshop in 1963. The star-studded Richard Attenborough film followed in 1969. 
So, the 50th anniversary of the start of the First World War was marked by a ferocious satire on that and all wars. It didn't go down well with the authorities. Remember that in those apparently swinging 60s, there was still censorship of the London stage, and the family of Field Marshal Haig objected to the play's transfer from its fringe venue in Stratford East to the West End. But the tide of public opinion carried it along, then on to Broadway in 1964. It's not by chance that the long success of Oh What a Lovely War coincided with the rise of international protests against the Vietnam War and the passionate anti-war mood of that moment. And revisionism about war was not the sole province of hippies and longhairs. Oh What a Lovely War was partly based on a highly critical study of the British command called The Donkeys by one Alan Clark. Yes, that one, later arch-Thatcherite government minister. The Vietnam era produced, of course, its own brilliant vein of popular songs, from Barry Maguire's Eve of Destruction to Donovan's Universal Soldier via the protest marchers' staple, one, two, three, what are we fighting for, with its chorus, five, six, seven, open up them pearly gates, there ain't no time to wonder why, whoopee, we're all gonna die, that chimes eerily with the popular songs of the 1418 conflict. But the mood is very different now, and as the 100th anniversary of August 1914 looms, it'll be interesting to see what the cultural commemorations bring. For if we care about war now, the arguments tend to be pragmatic, about cost, effectiveness and so on, rather than moral or emotional. Drone strikes in Afghanistan have not, to my knowledge, provoked a single song or poem, and with a few honourable exceptions, novels about the Iraq war are mostly military adventures, gun-toting fantasy for armchair warriors. The difference, of course, is that our two world conflicts and Vietnam were conscript wars that affected every mother's son. Professional soldiering doesn't breed much anti-war protest in the general population, nor even, sadly, much recognition or sympathy. But culture will out. And, following the success of the Cultural Olympiad, the British seem to be stuck on the idea of grand-scale, nationwide cultural programming. And here comes the next... Jenny Waldman, the creative producer of last year's London 2012 Festival, is to direct a four-year cultural programme, 2014-2018, consisting of artist-led projects that aim to lead us to new thoughts and perspectives on the First World War. Now, Waldman faces a tricky task, it seems to me. This year has seen a plethora of centennials, Wagner, Britain, Verdi, the Rite of Spring, Duchamp's Urinal and commemorating always veers dangerously close to celebrating. If there's any point to this next cultural programme, it must be to teach us something. But what? Taking school kids to war cemeteries is not likely to do a lot. I know. As a teenager, I was frankly bored and baffled by the acres of white crosses at Verdun. I may have been an unfeeling little brute, but it was just too unimaginable, too distant. Years later, I went to Dachau, and my visit coincided horribly with a party of young Japanese students who were giggling and larking and taking smiley pictures of each other among the slatted wooden bunks where thousands had suffered and perished so horribly. But I couldn't be really angry with the students. I realised they just couldn't take it in. And this is where art comes in. Faced with enormity, art has to rise to the challenge of doing its job 
finding exactly the root to strike at our deepest thoughts and emotions. One grave, well described, can be more touching than half a million. Warhorse was such a hit because we could all weep for the horses, or even just one horse, a nice simple emotion when it's really too complicated and overwhelming to weep for millions of men. For the perils of war go far beyond the kind of death and destruction you can see. The true dangers of war, particularly the wars we're now engaged in, include indifference. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.